0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 194 for the week of September 19, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team. Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Nancy talks about making healthier dining choices at Disney California Adventure, and DizBoard's moderator, Sherry Eady joins us to talk Halloween time and the Unleash the Villains event. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our DizBoard's thread of the week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone.
1: Hello. Hey there, hi there, ho there.
0: Hey. Hey. Um, so I was in the parks recently, and I came across a couple cool things in housekeeping. Yeah. Um, one is tipping, one is not tipping. The tipping tractors are back in Raider Springs Racers. I don't know how long they've been tipping again, but they're back, which is cool, because that's like my favorite, favorite part of the ride. And in the not tipping section, the Aladdin's flying carpet is back.
1: And is it exactly the way it was I prior to the accident? I
0: don't how it was
2: before. Being upside down?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it flew when we were there about a month ago.
0: Okay, cool. All right. I, I just had not see it, so I just thought for we For a little could, while, yeah. And I don't think we'd mention it, so I just wanted to make sure I mentioned it. Um, yeah. Which is, I'm, I'm glad they finally figured out the technology, how to fly somebody on a carpet on wires.
2: It's good to hear. That, yeah, exactly. that was, the, I mean, it was, it, I mean, for those of us who have seen the show, it was just such an empty part uh-huh. when you would hear yeah. the music and you would hear them singing and then all of a sudden they were walking across the, they're walking across the clouds with these buildings around them. That just yeah, kind of. kind of cheesy.
1: Yeah. It's on wires. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler
2: alert. He does this every time. I
0: know. Spoiler. I I I'm, I'm, I'm just like that. Um, any other housekeeping?
2: I do. Yeah, go ahead. Um, We've been talking about Club 33, and I think a lot of us here in the in the group are going to be have something to talk about this. Um, Club 33. Very strong rumor now that it's going to be going down January 2014, and it's going to be down for about six months. And word has been coming out on you know what the renovations are going to going to undertake. The Club 33 – from what we've heard from several sources is that the Club 33 door is no longer going to be used as the main entrance and hmm, that they're is, going to be –
0: That's that's the ahead. dumbest thing they're doing. Sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that's not the dumbest, but the, to well, me, yeah, okay. the, so, I, it doesn't really make much sense to me because the entrance is now going to be where the um, crystal shop is. And they're gonna close off the Court of Angels and make that into a waiting room. Kind of like how when you go to Carthay Circle you have that lounge where you can sit down and wait until they're ready to pull you upstairs to go to your to go to your um, table. They're gonna do the same thing and use the court of angels, still an open court where diners will sit and wait to be called and they'll be going up the stairs to go to Club thirty three and they'll have a new um, elevator for the for eighty eight. But that means that they're closing off the of angels to the rest of us who have gone mm. there. So t- to me, that was just really sad. Um, a lot of us had already heard that the trophy room was going to be um, turned into a backstage area, so nobody will be using that as a dining area,
1: right. and
2: I had been told that they were going to expand across to the other side, but according to these different sources that I've been reading, the um, they're not going to expand the dining area at all. They're going to have the main dining room, and that's it. Well, yep, they're going to open up the membership to more members.
1: Well, so, I I'd heard there's going to be a like a larger lounge. There's going to be like a jazz club also. And um, I even heard a rumor that the fireplace in the main dining room is going to be removed wow. in order to open it up for um, a window or something.
2: So maybe the lounges across where I have been told that it's gonna be probably when you go up the stairs, if they're gonna use those buildings and I heard that there was gonna be a bridge going from the you know that hallway that's there in Club thirty three going off to the other side. Mm-hmm. So maybe the lounge is gonna be in those the other buildings which would be above the ornament the ornament shop and the glass well, shop. Well they're
0: talking about also above above French market, right?
2: Yes. That's basically kind of the area that I'm yeah,
0: yeah. that
2: I'm talking yeah. about. That's probably where they're going to have the lounge. One
0: over there. Yep. Also, I think they've, they've, they're talking about while the club is down, they're, they will be servicing some of their members in Carte Circle restaurant, correct? Mm. So they're having us, one, one private room, one is going to be a private room for Club 33 members in Carte Circle while the club is closed. So people
2: will still have to go to California Adventure then, <laughs> instead of Disney. Well, you know, and they, I I know that the members are given um, a pass to Disneyland for their guests if they want to use them. Well, does that mean that they're now going to go into California Adventure and not into Disneyland to go eat if that's the case? That will be interesting. Mm -hmm. Although a lot of people now, you know, today they're talking about California Adventure is a a day park in itself, so maybe that won't be an issue. But the um, Happiest Millionaire, the phone booth that people like to go into and the um, Mary Poppins table which is the table that they show when they shoot off the cannon and their vases start shaking and the ladies yeah. put everything, um, they're, they're going to be relocated to new locations.
1: Okay. So, which say makes sense. So even the restrooms are going to be relocated.
2: But, but they're, they're going to keep the
1: <laughs> thrones yeah thrones, right. the, <laughs> um, the, thrones. Thrones. <laughs> but the in- other interesting thing is is that folks that like to watch the um, websites that Disney purchases um, they're seeing um, Walt Disney World club 33.com is has been purchased.
2: Whoa! Oh, what that helped? means,
1: everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, let's, I was so there's a lot of speculation. They own a lot of websites. They do, which and it's only because they don't want anyone else buying yeah, exactly. them. It's that they don't intend to do anything yeah. with them. Yeah. But of course, it's ignited mm-hmm. all kinds of rumors.
0: <laughs> be well, interesting and to see how this plays out.
2: They are going to have a um, a website with the updates, but it's. The West is only going to be open to Club 33 members, as it should be. So, and I, I agree with you there. And they also say they're going to be changing the menus, um, and maybe adding breakfast. I guess instead of the breakfast buffet that they currently serve for, um, for
3: you know, I think that would almost be better than the breakfast buffet. Because I mean, while the breakfast buffet was nice, I don't know. I think I like just somebody making me a really extremely fancy breakfast even better. Oh, I agree. I prefer this breakfast at Steakhouse fifty five to the breakfast buffet
2: at Club thirty three, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I think I mean steak, Steakhouse fifty five. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good good one. But you know, keep keep tuned for for more news. There's a lot going on and everybody's avidly um, looking for this information so I know it's gonna come out.
0: Yep, definitely. And there,
2: I'm just really disappointed about the Court of Angels. Well, it's not yeah. done
0: yet, if, you know, write to your congressman or something, or write to, write, write <laughs> right to Susie. Write to Susie Brown, to, No, I'm gonna talk
2: to Susan Disney Lord. So oh, there you you're go. you're a family member, Susan. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> <Mix> it, <laughs> it, it, is, strings. it is too bad that so many of the quiet little hideaways are now becoming, yeah. you know, meet and greets, or smoking areas, or things like that. I mean, that was what really made Disneyland's charming and sort of one of the things that separated it from the Magic Kingdom at Disney World yeah. were all these intimate, detailed little settings and I, they all seem to be going away now.
2: I so agree with you. I, to me, that's one of the more yeah. romantic areas at Disneyland and um, we, we've we we've been taking family pictures on that staircase. How many, how many that Christmas
0: cards sir, have, that, yeah. have the Court of Angels in them?
2: So um, for those, uh, for, for people who do take pictures, you know, get your picture on that staircase before uh, January and they yeah. shut it down on us.
0: Awesome. Any other, any other housekeeping?
4: Okay, uh, I don't know if this considered ahead, as it's housekeeping. It's actually a breaking news story that I just got
0: okay. from,
4: <laughs> yes, that I just got regarding Miss America from, <laughs> yes from my girlfriend, and I want to tell you that. Miss California Crystal Lee, one of two women <laughs> with that name competing for the crown this year, this happened immediately like just now, proudly presented her gold sequined mini mouse-inspired high heels to the crowd. She was dressed in a navy blue polka dot dress with a headband adorned with a red bow and a nod to the female cartoon mouse who resides at Disneyland in her home state. Nice. <laughs> wow. Cool. So, Impressive. Yeah. it's not well, right I housekeeping, she housekeeping. <laughs> Well, since I know about the East Coast feed, she didn't, so i sorry to ruin it for you. Oh. Uh-huh. Spoiler
1: alert. <laughs> alert. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. If anybody's listening <laughs> to us
4: live, which is basically <laughs> us live, So, it's okay. Well, maybe
1: they're behind on their news by the time this show goes out. <laughs> <up. laughs> <Well>, that's true. <laughs> Michael, you have anything? I do.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, you know. You didn't listen- let me down. Good. Okay.
1: <laughs> our listeners know that there have been several fundraisings over the last few years for Give Kids the World, and, you know, and if you've listened to the Diz podcast, Pete sort of put out a call or a challenge to some of the other states where we have a large listenership to, you know, put on a fundraiser for Give Kids the World, and not surprisingly, one of the states where we have a large listenership is California. And I just want to, and I know we've brought this up in the past, uh, but I want to remind our listeners that, you know, this is something that we'd really like to get behind out here in California since we're Disneyland based. Right. Is it Give Kids the World fundraiser? And, you know, we, we can't, this isn't something we can do ourselves. I
0: mean, we've done a couple ourselves, but we'd, mm-hmm. we'd love the listeners to. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, definitely. Because, you know, they are, the other fundraisers are sort of listener based. And so, I guess what I'm sort of putting a call out there for is if you have ideas, uh, you know, and, and if this is something you'd like to get involved in, a charity you'd really like to get involved in, just send an email to dlpodcast at com. Just, even as simple as like, yes, I'd like to do it, or, you know, I have an idea for something we could do in your hometown, or or whatever it may be, and then we can maybe start rallying listeners together to give Support and uh, come up with ideas for something mm-hmm. for this incredible charity. And you know, not only do, will you have our support from the Disneyland team, but you know, Pete and the Orlando team will come out and give their support for it as well. But um, you, know, so, you know, so you know, so let's let's get behind something now, what here. Were
0: the latest ones were India- Indianapolis, and before that was Nova Scotia. There's one coming up in Delaware. Yep. Um, they're talking about doing New one Jersey in Chicago, and- New Jersey, so yeah. and of course New England. Yep. Yeah, New, New England. England's. That's uh, the uh, one I mentioned.
1: This is this is where the magic started, as we all love to say. So let's let's get a let's get a Give Kids the World fundraiser started out here and show them how it's done.
0: That's cool. Any other housekeeping? Don't forget chat nights. Wednesday nights, nine p.m. on the Diz. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, like Michael said, our email is at dlpodcast.wdwinfo.com. If you want links to anything we should talk about, that's disunplug.com. You can also find links to all of our past shows. Um, what am I missing? Oh, I know what I was going to say. I just, at the top of the show, I said this is episode 194. We are a couple weeks away from our 200th show.
1: Wow. Ooh. I know. That's historic.
0: Email email me, Tom, at www.info.com. Let me know what your favorite show or favorite segment was in the, of the last 200. I'm just kind of curious. I, w- I won't give out your name, I promise.
2: <laughs> can, we email, can we email you too?
3: <laughs>
2: no, no.
0: I, I, I know. Where no stacking
3: the deck. I know where your email
0: is. Um, and also, like I mentioned last show, if you think you have what it takes to be a Disneyland podcaster, email me. We'd love to have some additional voices on here. You know, if if it's a one segment or if it's more than that, it you know could be could could be. Um, Just email me. Let me know what your thoughts are. What how I I need somebody who goes to Disneyland a lot. Somebody who's well spoken. Somebody who's available on Sunday nights when we record. That would that would be that would be important. But I I started a thread on the boards uh, on the Disneyland board, so there's details there. But like I said, email me Tom at www.info.com, and and we'll chat. Maybe uh, you can
2: put a link to that to that
0: thread sure that you
2: have the there. Notes, yeah. I sure
0: yeah. will. Um, also, to get don't forget podcast cruise 5.0, November 30th, 2014, the Western Caribbean. If you're interested in that, I will put a link to all that information in the show notes. Any other housekeeping?
3: Oh, you know, actually, I have. Oh my
0: goodness!
3: Okay. uh, Hey, man, it isn't a show if I don't pop in with the Mm -hmm. last-minute one. Actually, um, I took a drive down to the Natural History Museum here in L.A. Mm -hmm. You know, because we've talked about them on our show as one of those easy places you can get to as a day trip from Disneyland, and. We went with uh, the Sillers family from New Zealand. Aren't they Our- so nice? Ah. Aren't they wonderful? Yeah. Paula and Robert and Marion. Um, and we just had a blast, but wanted to update people. You know, last summer, Mary Jo and I talked about the new dinosaur wing that had opened up last year. Well, this year, the new entrance area is now open, as well as a few new gallery wings. And they have a really cool new little show based on the you – know, has anybody ever seen that Walking with Dinosaurs arena, arena show? Right.
1: Oh, yeah, I it's, saw that. It,
3: they have a, an interesting little introductor- introduction to um, paleontology and such with two walking baby dinosaurs, So it's very, very cool. Yeah, just a bunch of new stuff that's popping up, and it seems like there's just new stuff every day. So The new galleries are beautiful. They're working on the California Gallery, and they even have Walt Disney's, um, his own personal animation um, camera desk in the current exhibit on California, or on making Los Angeles, or becoming Los Angeles, I think it's called. So kind of cool just some new things to throw out there you know since that's certainly a topic we've talked about in the past you cool. know that
2: museum has been around so for such a long time but they're always
3: doing things to it to make it interesting to
2: go visit
0: very it's cool. so true very cool all right thank you nancy all right that will do it for housekeeping let's order for to tony with the news
4: an amusement park with a troubled past will start a new life by moving east with a new name early next year. Officials unofficially announced that the Windseeker, a revolving ride that has been sitting non-operational in Knott's Berry Farm for several months, will be relocated to Worlds of Fun, a sister theme park in Kansas City, Missouri in January 2014. Lady Arevalo, a spokeswoman for Knott's Berry Farm, said the move is to keep guests continually entertained. Hmm. <laughs> Worlds of Fun is also owned by Cedar Fair, the parent company of Knott's Berry Farm. It is not uncommon to share rides between parks, she said. It's to ensure that we are exceeding our guests' expectations. It's funny how they're trying to spin it. (laughs) Arevalo would not confirm any claims that the ride is relocating because of prior troubles. The ride was closed twice in a two-week period in September 2012. The first incident was reportedly due to an electrical relay problem, and the second a brake malfunction. On both occasions, passengers were stuck to ridge feet in the air for several hours until crews used a mechanical crank to lower them. No one was injured. Following the incidents, the State Department of Occupational Safety and Health ordered the ride to be shut down pending an investigation into technical problems and evacuation procedures. Cedar Fair voluntarily shut down Windseeker rides at its other five parks. The World of Fun website's first featured ride upon visiting the site is the Steelhawk, which is the new name for the Windseeker when it arrives and becomes operational <laughs> in spring 2014.
0: Paint it, change the name, yeah. okay.
4: Park officials did not immediately return a request for comment. The name has been changed to go with the theme of the park, Arevalo said. It fits with the feel and look of the park. Officials have not released what, if any, new ride will replace the Windseeker at Not Spray Your Farm. So it's, they're sending it out to pasture. There you go. Nice. At least you I got it. I, at
0: least I got to write it once.
3: I'm glad I didn't get to write it at all. (laughs) I mean, really.
4: And in our second story, Ghirardelli Chocolate Company, America's oldest operating chocolate manufacturer, has announced the grand opening of its newest soda fountain, soda fountain and chocolate shop, joining the Walt Disney Studios Al Capitan Theater and Disney Studios store on Hollywood Boulevard. Ah. The shop. The first in Los Angeles will give moviegoers, visitors, and locals a chance to experience Ghirardelli's world famous hot fudge sundae, shakes, floats, and assortment of chocolates and wrapped gifts. Each guest will also enjoy a complimentary sample of the signature Ghirardelli Squares chocolate. It will be located next to the legendary El Capitan Theater and open seven days a week. Ghirardelli Chocolate is honored to join the Walt Disney Company on Hollywood Boulevard to bring visitors and moviegoers an unforgettable experience, said Marty Thompson, President and CEO of Ghirardelli Chocolate Company. We've been bringing quality chocolate to the public for over 160 years, and this iconic location in the heart of Hollywood is the perfect place to continue the tradition. Ghirardelli Chocolate will partner with the Walt Disney Company to feature a specially created Sunday treat for the opening of the new Disney animated movie Frozen this November. In future months, Ghirardelli Chocolate will create original ice cream Sundays for select film releases, providing El Capitan moviegoers with a unique Ghirardelli experience. In continuing, in continuing with this partnership, the new Soda Fountain and Chocolate Shop joins the existing Disney Studio Store which offers an assortment of classic Disney character souvenirs, merchandise from current film releases playing at the El Capitan Theater, highly sought after collectible pens, and a large selection of Blu-ray and DVD home entertainment. So there you go. Has anybody
0: been to the old Soda Fountain?
4: Yeah, I
1: have many times.
0: Okay. Yeah, same here. And is this going to be an improvement or?
3: Oh yeah.
1: I'm sure it will be now, but does that mean they're no longer serving food?
3: That's
2: my question, too.
1: I don't know. And are they retaining the name? Is it, still Walt, is, is it still Walt Disney's Soda Fountain, or is it now just Ghirardelli?
4: I don't know. They, no it was just insane. Hmm.
0: I'm sure they'll have their name all, all over kidding.
2: it. Tony, when did they say they were going to open
0: again?
4: Or did they? Um, I didn't say.
0: Well, they said they would have something for Frozen, and that's coming up.
4: Yeah, November, yes. isn't it? Yeah.
0: Because
1: yeah. so. I'm wondering, you know, is it going to be like Starbucks on Main Street, where it's the market house, but it's Starbucks? Right. Oh, I imagine it's that's picks, probably... Or is it going to be the still the Disney Soda Fountain, but Ghirardelli Square, or Ghirardelli yeah. Ice Cream? Or it could Street. be
2: Di- Disney Soda Fountain run by Ghirardelli or
1: something yeah. like
2: that. Sponsored, as they like Sponsored to... Sponsored by Bronny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know, like on—is it who who does uh, um, Gibson Girl? Is it Dryers? You yeah. know, so they have the uh, little yeah. Dryers oh, sign yeah. right underneath it.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm, it's going to be a mix of name. I mean, yeah, they, they say said that they're partnered with Disney, so
0: yeah. Well, it is a California institution, so that's kind of that's kind of good. Yeah, that is cool. And it's breaking news. Tony
4: has the there latest. There you go. That's it. That's
0: the news. You, you rock, Tony. Thank you, you.
1: I am glad they're going to keep up though, their unique uh, you know, ice cream treats for right. each film. Because that was fun. And then they didn't include a special pin, collectible pins sometimes to go with that.
2: Really? True. I
0: didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm hungry for ice cream.
1: Yeah, me All too. Right, let's, get, <laughs>
0: let's, let's get this show over so I can go have some ice cream. All right, let's <laughs> start. Let's start. To rapid fire next, let's start with Michael.
1: All right. Well, one of the one of the films that really turned things around for Disney Animation back in the '80s, The Little Mermaid, is that. Yeah, it's it's going to have its Blu-ray DVD release, but before that, on September 20th, it is going to be released to select theaters for special limited engagement. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of limited things going on these days. And However, there's a twist to this. This time, viewers are encouraged to become part of the story. This is, this engagement's gonna mark the debut of the Disney Second Screen Live. This is that new second screen technology oh, yeah, yeah. that allows audiences to engage with the film and each other and their fellow audience members. So how, what? How do
2: they do that, Michael? Well,
1: uh, what they do is they first they bring their um, ipad their Apple iPad or their iPad mini before they leave home they want to download the free second screen live, the Little mermaid app and then they bring it with them to the theater the participating theater and then Whilst they're watching the film, after all these years of us being told to turn off our cell phones and not text and all of that, now we're going to be encouraged to interact with the films, to play games, to find hidden treasures, to sing along, and to compete with the audience for a chance to win prizes. Ooh, prizes. Yeah, they say great prizes. Uh, I'm I'm sure they're overselling that. Yes. So this starts on September 20th at a variety of theaters throughout the United States. Not a lot of theaters, um, was, but one is. one that
0: they didn't they do this before with the, one of the movies? I, I know us they've done about it. This.
1: They've done it for home release. Okay. I don't I think, don't they think did they've did done the, it for theater release, theatrical release. I, I think I was
0: talking about this before.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Well, I don't you recall.
2: know to, to, in this day and age, with everybody's attention spans that just dart everywhere, I think this is just another way they're trying to get keep people engaged.
1: Yeah, yeah. But Either that, or
2: to go back to the movies, you know?
1: Right. Well, that's exactly why they're doing it. So is, is to try to get people back into the theater. Although this summer, I think they had a, overall, even with some of the major films being flops, overall, I think box office receipts were up slightly. But you you can see it at, you know, AMC Downtown Disney in Anaheim is one place. It is going to be at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles, On since we were just talking about that, on Sundays and Thursdays. It's already started, actually, and then it will um, end its run on October 13th. So we will have links in our show notes to um, the El Capitan and also to the official uh, um, second screen live Little Mermaid site where you can find out if there's a theater near you, and also it will have a link to that app. Um, but what do you think about? Because if this is successful, Disney's going to do this with more and more releases. So what do you think about sitting in that theater with people on their iPads? I think it'll be so
0: distracting. distracting. Well, yeah. but but you know going in that that's that's what the this one particular showing is, so you can't really complain about it if you know in advance. Mm-hmm.
2: I think if they did that, you know, just like they say, you know, the 3D IMAX, if you go in there knowing that it's, like if they say the 2 o'clock show is going to have this take your apps, uh, excuse me, take your iPads, etc., then fine, um, but not for every show. Yeah,
3: no.
1: Yeah, like the Al Capitan's doing it Sundays and Thursdays. Yeah. So I I'm think, assuming I, then it means the rest of the days, yeah. it's, it's just the Little Mermaid. I
0: think what that do you that mean just fun? the Little Mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> it saved the company. Come on, it saved Disney Anime. What are you talking about, just the Little Mermaid?
1: Without, without live screen. <laughs> now, Tony, what do you think the introduction of this, from an educator's point of view, do you think this is saying something about today's youth?
4: Yeah, I think I mean we're they're all multitasking and doing stuff and the whole back channel and all that stuff, but I don't like it. I mean, and I think it's hard as an educator we're having a hard time um dealing with that, you know? Yeah. Like if you go to ed tech conferences everybody it's like, "Oh, make sure you're posting what there's being talked about on Twitter and stuff." That's right. And um I don't because I have a hard time doing that. Like I'll do it after the fact. Like I like focusing um Yeah. But I mean, it's it's the way kids are used to it's, doing this kind of stuff now. It's There's kind of pe-
3: scary in in some ways. You know, looking at my girls and how how much more technology based and how their attention spans have changed because of that. You know, they'll they'll sit there and they'll zone out in front of a television. But if you give them a book, they don't zone in the same way. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, well. Go on. Oh No, I think I was going to say that um, I, I feel that we're almost giving in to that society function. Part of the whole reason you go to a movie is to go and to take yourself away for a while. I mean, it's classically and historically been the reason people attend the movies. It's an escapist technique. It's a chance to have downtime, to relax, to put away the rest of the world. But with that phone or that iPad right there, you know, and then plus you're opening up, your, up yourself for a whole other um, range of piracy.
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's the interesting th- thing. I was thinking the same thing because now they're going to have recording devices in the theater.
3: Right. Wow. Yeah. How so, do you, you know, how do you distinguish between someone? Re- who's
0: re- remember, this is a movie that's already on DVD and downloadable and Blu-ray.
3: Understood, and but there's still piracy laws against beta
0: that. and. Laser Disc
3: There's still piracy laws it.
0: I know, but but it's it's not like it's a brand new movie that
3: Yes, but what if they do start doing this with brand new movies?
0: They won't.
3: It's hard to say.
0: Yeah. No, I just said it. It was easy.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean you don't know where you don't know where this kind of technology trend is heading. But I think we're also in turn what message are we giving our kids? Uh, by saying this is an okay thing
2: but i I think well but it's not going to be for every
3: every show it's just going to be
2: for particular shows to me it's the same thing as seeing a 4d like to me it's more of an event rather than just watching the movie we went to the el capitan theater and we saw nightmare before christmas 4d so when certain parts of the movie came out we all rang bells you know and and snow came down and and the audience would shout things back and stuff and For somebody who just wanted to see the movie, like you said, you know, just to escape, etc., that would be very annoying. But since it's a particular event, I see this, I see this as the same type of thing. That you're gonna have people go in there and they're going to be either competing against each other or they're gonna be answering trivia, looking for things. I think it's the same thing for people who go to movies multiple times to look for hidden Mickeys. You know, except that now they're going to be able to um, maybe have instant responses to there. So I don't.
3: That's a good part- point. As long as they do it and they publicize that, you get a choice. But when when will they start adding an extra price tag for this extra entertainment? You know, you've got well, to look at that to- too. Yeah, I mean, probably- if you could. If you consider, you know, how much extra you're paying now for the three D or the you know digital th- or the different levels of theater now. Yeah. I mean, if like our Burbank AMC sixteen, that's the one that Disney holds like the com- its company um you know, company previews and stuff like that of the new movies at, they have three or four different levels for a movie that comes out so you get your choice of 2d or 3d and then there's like two or three different 3- 2d 3d levels and so this is just another level to add on to that mm. well, you know i was
0: i was going to wait to announce this but since michael brought this up starting next week the dis Unplugged disney Iron edition will be in 4d So,
3: oh oh man, we have Tom smellivision.
0: So are we gonna ring bells? All right,
1: thank you, Michael, Uh, Mary,
0: Joe. You got a rapid fire for us.
2: I do. um, In Los Angeles, for those who are coming to the Disneyland Resort and have other things they want to do, I found a really cool article that shows or that tells about different culinary tours in different areas of Los Angeles. And several of us podcast team members have already kind of said which ones we want to do ourselves because they're so cool. But um one of them is the Hollywood Sites and Bites Tour. This one takes you to it takes you to where the first Oscars were were starting and it takes you to different areas in Hollywood. That one's ninety nine dollars per adult, fifty nine dollars per child. Another one which is really cool um is a melting pot tour, which is East Los Angeles flavor food and cultural tour mm. that takes you to East LA. I know that one I want to go to. It begins in Chinatown metro station and the Homegirl Cafe, and then they take you on a tour of different places in that area, and you try the different foods. That one um, well, is seventy five dollars for adults, fifty dollars for children. Other tours include the original Farmers Market on Fairfax, which is a neat place to go to if you're staying in the Hollywood area, especially for those people who come in early for the ABD yep. trip tours.
3: I can't believe we've when... still never done an official tour, uh, an official show on that. We will. We haven't, have we? Yeah, we are. We've no. we've planned on it for a long time, but
2: we need to. Yes. But it also there's one on Old Pasadena, Chef Jet uh, um, Tila's tour of Thai Town. Um, and they also have private tours for people who want to do that. They also have one called the Six K Santa Monica Farmer's Market Tour. Oh, yum. And it takes you – it's its a lot of neat places, including uh, downtown Little Tokyo um, and also the New Chinatown that's that area. Mm-hmm. They have one called Urban Adventures Ethnic Neighborhoods Food and Culture Tour. And, you know, here in, – and in a lot of people – don't realize it, you know, they hear about Los Angeles being a big melting pot. But we have a lot of, um, I'll call them like ethnic neighborhoods mm-hmm. um, in here. We have, um, like I just mentioned, Little Tokyo. We have Chinatown. We have Le- Little Vietnam. We have an Armenian section. Town's pretty big. Um, we have one section that's um, kind of kind of close to downtown L.A., And Hollywood, in between downtown LA and Hollywood, which is uh, Ethiopian food. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of different places there, and Armenian, etc. There's a there's a ton of them here, and the food is really good. And these tours give the opportunity to people to go visit them. this one, I think everybody in our team said they wanted to do, and that's the L.A. Crafts Beer South Bay Brewery Tour. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and that takes you um, to the L.A. Beach Cities um, and also Orange County, and then they also have some that take you to San Diego. Depending on the different tour, it takes it covers different areas, and this tour is only thirty nine dollars per person, and of course no kids on this. But we'll have a an a link to this article in the show notes. And in this article, there are um, links to the different tours that people can take and look into if they want to do them when they come out come out on either a, an ABD trip or if they're going to come out like some of our friends did, if they're going to go on a, a cruise to Alaska or the Panama cruise or out to Disneyland and they have extra days. But I, I highly recommend this, this opportunity to see a little bit something different in Los Angeles.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Um, Knott's Berry Farm no longer has the Windseeker, but they just announced their 2014 season passes have now gone on sale. Um, Mm. You can choose the regular season pass, the gold pass, or the platinum pass. Uh, the regular season pass is as low as nine easy payments of only eight (laughs) dollars.
3: So it's seventy-two
0: dollars. And remember that knots are season passes, which means it's it's good through December twenty-third, twenty-uh, the December thirty-first of 2014. But if you buy it now before October twenty-seventh, you can get one free admission in 2013. You can use your 2014 pass once in 2013. And you can also get any additional visits in twenty th- through through the end of twenty thirteen for nine ninety nine. Okay now check this okay. out. The,
2: the the total payment is equal to the down payment for the Disneyland premium. Yeah, 70, pass. Well,
0: no, it's less than Disneyland. the down payment. It's seventy two, so that's less than down payment.
2: For the for the annual pass at yeah. Disneyland.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and then if and then if you want to get the gold pass, which includes Soak City that's 90 bucks divided up into nine payments. If you want the platinum pass, which covers any uh, Cedar Fair park, that is 180 bucks, nine payments of two uh, of 20 bucks. That is the only one that covers parking, which is kind of kind of sucks. But they all get you hotel discounts, they all get you merchandise discounts, they all get you early ride times during the summer. So I'll put it. I'll put a link on on our on our. Uh, Website and in the show notes. So if you're if you're a nuts person and you want to check it out for 72 bucks for the year, uh, they say this is the lowest price of the year. So check it out. Yay! Okay. All right, uh, Nance Johnson.
3: Well, well, hey, yeah, as you guys know, I keep on top of the trends at Disneyland, and
0: hashtag um, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Studio 365 has some Halloween styles to take advantage of before October 31st, and they're available from the 1st to the 31st. So keep that in mind. They have um, how do they how do I want to call it? Um, they call it Take Two, but it's really more of a Halloween style. Frankly, I think it's a really cool kind of steampunkish hairdo. And um, it features some braiding across the top of the head, some extremely cool bun curls. I mean this is this would be a hairstyle I would wear if my hair was long enough. Um, and then you get these really cute um, spiderweb mini mouse ears with little orange and black polka-dotted bow, and it's running for, where's the price?
0: I get funny looks at the gym when I try to do bun curls.
3: I know. But, but you look so cute in them, Tom. Crud, I don't have the price, but I'm sure it's probably the same as their, you know, their mid-level right. stuff. Instead of getting the, there's no hair color clips in this, which oh, I think is man. pretty cool. Oh, sorry it's it's so much nicer really so much nicer <laughs> and then a big reminder too that there's the pirates league that's now open in the um, in the uh, Big credible. Thunder Ranch Jamboree the Halloween Jamboree yep. area and we saw pirates walking around Disneyland yeah i mean yeah. the the makeover's really cute especially if you get all the costume pieces go with it <laughs> um, <laughs> cuz they have like you know, pirate skeleton hand gloves and everything, too. Yep. And it's a skeleton-type transformation on the face. So, oh, and then, of course, the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique is going to be having their um, Halloween Minnie Mouse, their her bootiful Halloween Minnie Mouse inspired transformation. So, there you go. More ways to... Uh, spend money. To doll your kids up and spend money. Glitter,
0: Yay! All right, thanks, Nancy. Uh, Tony.
3: (laughs) Can never have enough glitter. No,
0: not enough glitter. No, never.
3: This doesn't look very glittery, I must admit. uh I must admit. All right, Tony?
4: Okay, SeaWorld. Yeah, no, no glitter. SeaWorld's Halloween Spooktacular (sighs) returns. changed. And the kids can visit the park for free. Yay. So, um, festivities are geared for kids 12 years and under who are invited to come in costume and enjoy special animal meet and greets. Silly Halloween shows and colorful costume characters from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on the following weekends, September 20th and 29th, October 5th and 6th, October 12th and 13th, October 19th and 20th, and October 26th and 27th. New this year, guests will enter at the park's garden gate, where families will be greeted by SeaWorld's iconic Halloween character, Otto the Octopus.
1: and <laughs> iconic halloween
4: Halloween-ish. To- uh, Yeah, I-, <laughs> I didn't realize he was the iconic Halloween character. And as they stroll past Otto's candy garden with brightly colored tentacles and candy treats, they'll encounter a variety of fun-loving pathway characters like Kingfish and the Starlets, that good uh, Motown song, um, Goody and Greta Gumdrop. Once inside, guests at the Animal Connections Lawn will be greeted by Penelope Pumpkinfish swimming <laughs> along the candy corn corral and Mermaid Sisters Allure and Capri. The park will also offer special activities on select weekends, October 5th and 6th and 26th and 27th. Guests can meet some of Animal Connection's spooky and not-so-spooky residents close up at noon and 2 p.m. each day. October 12th and 13th, young guests and their families can decorate a special mural made out of Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. So there you go. Um, Oh, and here's how you get in free. You can take advantage of a special kids' admission offer, one child ages 3 to 9 free with one full paid admission.
1: Why do, sense, their, why do all their Halloween characters sound like drag queen names? <laughs>
0: Out of the octopus. Huh? No, <laughs> Penelope pumpkin
3: pumpkinfish.
0: <laughs> Penelope pumpkinfish. Yes. All right, thank you, Tony. Oh <laughs> that that is to rapid fire. Let's head over to Mary Jo for the thread of the week. Week.
2: This week we have favorite thing to do at Disneyland without kids. And this comes from Alicia One and she hails to us from Washington. She writes, My husband and I are getting a one day Disney trip next month and I'm wondering if there is something special we should try to do since we won't have our kids with us. I know that it will be fun and special just for the fact that we won't have the stresses involved with touring with eight kids. Holy cow, eight kids. Wow. We just did that at the end of April when I took my husband and our children on their very first trip to Disney. But I just want to make the most out of our time there since we will only have the one day. I don't know Disney well enough yet to know all the hidden gems around the resort. I do have to admit, though, I'm loving the fact that this trip is top secret. And absolutely no one knows we are going except for the thousands of people who read the Diz. Uh, My mom is watching our kids. (laughs) My mom is watching. And
0: both the people that listen to this podcast.
2: And the people listening exactly. (laughs) My mom is watching our kids because we have to go to. Hi, mom. Oh, sorry. (laughs) And I just and I just decided there's no reason to let anyone in on our little detour plan. I'd love to hear suggestions from other parents who've done Disney kid free. Thanks. So they're they're leaving in uh, two and a half weeks or almost three weeks. So what do you guys think?
0: Okay, before anybody answers, it's talking about a restaurant as a cop-out. is a cop out.
1: Just saying.
0: That's Of course. Although
1: I know we eat at we, we always
0: we we always go to the restaurant answer. What, what else you guys got? Come on.
1: I was thinking of the lounge answer. jeez. Oh, to <laughs> go for drinks? <laughs> Eight children. They need to sleep in and get a good strong drink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Maybe that's what caused the eight children. <laughs> wow.
0: That's Nancy at WDTW.
3: Well, you know, at least we aren't. At least we aren't hearing. You know, oh, we went on a Disney vacation and came back with a surprise.
1: <laughs> it was a souvenir. Well, I, know, I know, Carol and I. We, we like to, we see the shows and we like to listen to all the live music. Mm-hmm. That's what, you know because children sometimes don't like to sit still for that. Very true. Take and then tour. we do eat at the more upscale restaurants, <laughs> and I like to go to the Carthy Circle Lounge or Trader Sam's.
0: You take a tour, take the, t- the Walt Walk and Walt's Footsteps tour. Why oh. mm-hmm. not get, get pay a banana at so the that. pool? Say again? Yeah.
3: Why not splurge and get a cabana for two? Oh, there you go. At the hotel pool or go to the Mandara spa and have a couples massage.
2: Ooh. I like
3: that idea too. They're only great for one day though, so they're not staying at a hotel, so I don't know if they could. No, you can um, still, you can still go to the, we went to the Mandara and we weren't staying at the no, hotel, now were we? I agree with you,
2: but as far as getting a pool, a cabana. At the oh pool.
3: yeah, the cabana. I mean, the cabana at the pool is is definitely a hotel visit. But, yeah, but still, they That's could cool. get a. Room. I, just, just, to have the cabana, they could get. A room. <laughs> I don't know if they're splurging or not, but. And and I would say that if they do go to the spa,
2: do not get the head head massage because they. I didn't know that they put oil in your hair. And walking around Disney, Disneyland with oil in your hair was a, a can, different uh, experience.
3: But you can they, but they do provide shampoos and stuff like that in the shower, so you can always wash the oil oh, out when you go back.
2: That's true. Good point. Good point. And they have hair okay. And all
3: what, that stuff.
0: what some of our readers <laughs> think.
2: Well, what does Tony say? Well, yeah. What romantic things do you say, Tony?
4: Um. I think just going to World of Color and watching that, not having to worry about kids and you know doing that, I think that is romantic.
1: Going on all your favorite rides rather than what the children want to do. Uh-huh. I think so.
0: Close I out the park, so of I think- course. I mean.
2: Probably, I think also doing some of the the same things you would do with your kids without them is a whole different experience because you're not worried about you know raining this one and don't run there Johnny you know sit down behave you're not doing any of that and so you can truly um, experience the different um, shows that they have over there. Some of our readers say go to Carthay Circle Lounge. I thought that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Dinner at Napa Roses Chef's Counter. Like we were saying, splurge someplace nice. Um, I say go to the Court of Angels one last time and sit on the stairs. And um, they also have you can have silhouettes of yourselves done, just of, of the two of just of the two of you, and also um, get a special souvenir like they have those portraits they do where they do the two uh-huh. the two couples.
0: Oh yeah, over in there. New Orleans Square there.
2: Uh huh, New Orleans Square. That's something different that they could do. Over there, um, other people had meal um, waterside at the Blue Bayou. Um, just maybe the the going as a couple with the boats going past and everything will be a different uh, experience.
0: A bit, food better.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, again, food it is always better itself. when you're not yelling at kids to eat. Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> uh, somebody said, um, I thought this was kind of cool too. Is is get some couples only pictures. Go to, um, photo, oh gosh, what's that called guys? Photo pass. Photo pass location. Photo pass, thank you. And then get some couple, couple only pictures, just the two of them. Um, other, other people said dark rides means you get to snuggle. Aw. Hold hands. Aww. Isn't that cute? So they, the longer was- rides. No,
1: I was thinking too. A couple of romantic places are, of course, sneak a kiss at Snow White's um, wishing well, but also that path behind Big Thunder Mountain at night. That's very romantic and
0: dark and dark,
1: and dark. And scary. It's
0: mm-hmm. nice.
2: And there's there's some other uh, suggestions that they have on the thread. So if anybody would like to give your own suggestions or get some ideas for for going yourself. We're going to have a link on our show notes, and this is going to be for the thread, favorite thing to do while at Disneyland without kids.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That is going to do it for this segment of the Disney Unplug. Be sure to catch all our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.